0: Hello, this is Pastor Jimmy Harper. Thanks for listening to this Lee University broadcast. We're excited that you are joining us today for one of our many campus events. We hope that you are encouraged as you listen. The first reading comes to us from the book of Romans. If you have your Bibles or your iPads or your phones, pull them out, we can read together. It's going to be from Romans chapter six, verses three through verses 14. Listen now for a word from our Lord. Don't you know that all of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that the old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again Death no longer has mastery over him. Verse 10, the death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your bodies to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer it yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. And offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. For sin shall not be your master because you are not under the law, for you are under grace. This concludes our first reading from the book of Romans. I've lived in Cleveland, Tennessee for about seven years now, but it really only takes a couple of years to get the feel of the rhythm of the place, which made this last summer so odd, so strange. It didn't fit the pattern of the summers before it. The summer rains never came. It reminded me of another time in 1994 in Colorado Another time in which the spring green grass turned to summer brown. And I learned then that where there is drought, there is fire. And so it came as no surprise when Tennessee caught on fire this last fall. The sky was yellow. Do you remember that? It was like the sun was trying to peek through this golden, hazy blanket. Even though there was a burn ban in place, and Red Retardant was being dropped by the bucket load, still, our Smoky Mountains became engulfed in flames. The evacuation order went out, but it didn't go out fast enough because people died. Because fire can move fast. It can move as fast as the wind will take it. Watching the tragedy of Gatlinburg unfold before my eyes, I couldn't help but remember the tragedy that happened in Colorado in 1994 because of that drought there. It started with just one little tree. That's all it takes, right, is a spark. Just that one little tree outside of Glenwood Springs on Storm King Mountain near Hell's Gate Point Ridge. People could actually see the tree from Interstate 70. Looking up into the mountains, they said, I think there's a tree on fire. And many people called the tree in. They were saying, there's a tree on fire. But this was the first week of July in 1994, and the state of Colorado was totally taxed for resources because that first week of July, there were 38 forest fires going on in Colorado. There was thousands of people being evacuated across the state. As people would gather up their belongings and get out, smoke jumpers and hot shots as far as from Montana and Oregon and Idaho were coming in. So that's what they do, right? When people get out, they come in. Remember 9-11? As everyone was coming out of the buildings, the firefighters were going into the buildings because, well, that's what they do. This morning, we stood as a congregation and we recited one of our most ancient confessions, the Apostles' Creed. Some people say that the apostles wrote the creed, the 12 disciples, because there's 12 articles in the creed. It's kind of a fun little story that each little disciple got to contribute, you know, a part to the creed. It's a fun story, but in reality, the creed didn't find its final form until about the fifth century. Some even say the eighth century because there were some very late additions to the creed. One of those late additions was that little article that says that Jesus went into hell. Did you catch that while you were reading that this morning? That Jesus went into hell. See, what happened was that the church fathers asked the obvious question. What did Jesus do after his crucifixion? What did God do all day when God was dead on Holy Saturday? The assumption is that Jesus' body was in the tomb. But what did his spirit do? What did his spirit do? Jesus has said to the thief on the cross, Today I shall see you today in paradise. But then he says to Mary Magdalene, After his resurrection, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father in heaven. So where was he? Where was he all day on Holy Saturday? Well, some church fathers said, if Jesus had all the sins of the world on his shoulders, logically, he would have to go to hell, because that's where sin goes. Other church fathers, feeling very uncomfortable, said, but how could God, who is completely holy, go into such a place that is not holy? But for those church fathers who insisted that Jesus went to hell, they pointed to our second reading this morning. They point to this verse, which comes to us from 1 Peter 3, verses 18 and following. Listen now for a word from our Lord. For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit, through whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison who disobeyed long ago in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a good conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. This concludes our reading from 1 Peter. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Hell. There's some problems with hell, I'm just saying. There's been some disagreements for generation upon generation. And there is so much diversity within the Christian tradition of this concept of hell. Hell. One of the first problems of hell is lack of Old Testament scriptural witness. Most of our concepts of our modern concepts of hell come from a Greek influence onto the New Testament. But another problem of hell is reading a literal reading into a content of reality. What I mean by that is, if hell is a place of fire, how can it also be a place of utter darkness? because fire gives light. The struggle between a metaphorical reading and a literal reading become a significant problem for some people. Another problem might be theological. If hell is a created place, then surely God must have created it because God is the creator of all things. And if God created it and it is a thing, then it has to be sustained by God because God creates and sustains all things. So how could there be a separation of God from that which God is sustaining? Or there's the ethical problem. If the punishment should fit the crime, how could a finite crime be judged for infinity. Is that really just? But for this morning's con- context, I think the bigger problem is textual. The problematic question is this. Does First Peter, does this text say that Jesus went to hell? Is that what this text is saying? We as Christians have a long history of arguing about hell. And there is a wide diversity about hell. But I think maybe even in the diversity in this room that maybe we could possibly find some common ground and agree that hell is a place, whether you see it metaphorically or literally, hell is a place of great sadness, sorrow, and pain. That hell, was realized through the holocaust the holocaust was hell that war and post-traumatic stress syndrome and the night terrors that follow that that is hell that broken marriages divorce is hell it is hell for everyone in the family that women who are struggling with the trauma of rape that is hell for people whose their homes are now in the process of being foreclosed upon, those who are dealing with the pain of pancreatic cancer, a parent who has lost a child, hell, hell, hell. And when those bombs were falling on Aleppo last month, and all of the people were getting out of Syria, there was these men who put on white helmets and went into the dusty, chemically polluted hell, and with their bare hands began to go through the rubble, looking for life wherever they could find it. It was truly a Christ-like moment. And in 1994, outside of Glenwood Springs, near Hell's Gate Point Ridge, that one little tree that started on fire had now turned into acres and acres of flame. And so the smoke jumpers and the hot shots came in to Hell's Gate Point Ridge, And they were right underneath the ridge where there's a bit of a ravine. And they had been working all day. They had made their fire line with their shovels and their pickaxes. They had dug deep ditches. They had been working hard and long, and their plan was going perfectly. Everything was going well until the wind. The wind shifted. The wind picked up speed, and that ravine became like a wind tunnel. And within moments, literally moments, a tidal wave of flame came upon 14 firefighters and they couldn't outrun it. They could not run fast enough because fire can move fast. It can move as fast as the wind will take it. That fire was so intense that day that when search and rescue came in, Some of the volunteers actually walked past the bodies, mistaking the bodies for burned tree logs. And then the blame game started. People pointing the fingers. Who was at fault? Was it the governor's fault? Was it the Bureau of Land Management's fault? Was it the weatherman's fault? And some people actually blamed the firemen. But the deal is this. This is what firemen do. When people get out, they go in. That's their calling. So often we get fixated on the pedantic, descriptive details of hell, and we miss out on the theological expression, on hell as a doctrine that actually points to the very nature of God. And at this core of who God is, I don't know. I don't know what Jesus was doing on Holy Saturday. And I don't know how to reconcile the metaphorical reading with the literal reading. But what I do know is that the very essence and the nature of God is a God who will fulfill God's calling. And it is a God who has this incredible love. A love so deep, so wide, that it pushed Christ to the most farthest, most outer, most worst limits of the human condition. What the Apostles' Creed is saying is this. Nothing, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God, not even hell. Hell. And so this morning we take a moment to, in our busy week, just reflect on this love, this amazing love of God, that God loved us so much that he sent his son into those places, that God loved us so much that he sent his son into the drowning waters of baptism in order to be raised up, in order to ascend to heaven, to sit at the right hand of God our Father. To say such a statement, to believe such a statement, requires a response, and that response for thousands and thousands of years has been baptism. Friends, if you have put your trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you have not yet been baptized, I'm not talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about water baptism an outward sign of an inward reality. If you have not been baptized, I strongly encourage you to consider that act of testimony. Our ancestors saw it as worthy, and our Lord Jesus commissioned, and he commanded it. He said, Go, therefore, into all nations, into those places, teaching all that I have commanded you,